mom and dad with us tonight. I called brother and sister Murphy, mom and dad. They've been extra sweet to me since I've been running around these past 12 or 14 years in Virginia. I liked them so much, I transferred my membership here to Huddleston. <laughs> I want you to try to figure this out. I live in Georgia. I'm state evangelist in Florida, and my membership is in Virginia. <laughs> It is good to be here. I enjoyed myself this morning in the Lord. God was just um, here in a special way. And I'd like for you to turn to your Bibles in Exodus, the 33rd chapter. Thank you for your love offering and thank you for your love. Um, it always feels like coming home when I'm here at Huddleston. Exodus 33, verses 12 through 23. And Moses said unto the Lord, See thou sayest unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. Now therefore I, I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, what did he say? Show me now thy way that I may know thee. How many really want to know the Lord? That I may find grace in thy sight and consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, my presence shall go with thee and I will give thee rest. Now, we need God's presence and we need to be in the presence of God. That song, um, your presence is heaven to me. Amen. Good, good song. His presence is one thing. Being connected to him is yet another thing. Amen. You know, a computer is a world of knowledge. A computer is a world of knowledge. You want to know something? Just ask Google. Uh, they said this guy came home from... Uh, college and his mother lived out in the hills and the hollers and didn't even know what a computer was. He was explaining it to her and he said, Mama, you can ask Google anything and it will tell you. She said, Oh, Shaw, get out of here. He said, No, honestly, ask, just tell me to ask Google, ask Google anything. And she said, All right, ask Google how Aunt Martha is. She's been under the weather. <laughs> There are some things that not even Google can tell you. Amen. But seriously, the computer is a world of knowledge. You can be in the same room with a computer. You can be in its presence, but if it is not plugged in, it cannot help you. Why? Because it is not connected. So let's go one step further. If you're in the same room with the computer and in its presence and the computer is plugged up and is connected, it's of no worth and no value to you if you do not connect to it and you do not interact with it. Amen. You can go to church. Come on, help me preach. You can go to church every time the doors are open. 
you can, the presence of Almighty God is there, but if you are not connected with God, you're missing out. My mom was a wonderful, godly Christian woman. <coughs> she and dad took us kids to church every time the doors were open. I think they'd take us down there just to watch them clean church every time the doors opened. And mama died a Christian. But now listen, and so did daddy, but just because I'm their daughter does not give me a ticket into heaven because they have made it. You must connect for yourself. Verse 15, and he said unto him, if thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, and I and thy people from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken. For thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. Hallelujah. And he said, I beseech thee, Show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all of my goodness to pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, Thou canst not see my face, for there shall no man see me and live. And the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me. How many have found that place by him? There's a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock, and it shall come to pass, while my glory passes by, that I will put thee in the cleft of the rock, and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by, and I will take away my hand, and thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. Can you imagine this? God said, I'm going to let you see my glory. But there hasn't yet been a person that has seen the face of God and yet live. Amen. How many here know what God looked like? I wish I did in the flesh. I wish I had a mental picture of what he looked like. It was like the little kindergarten. He was just drawing and coloring. And, and the teacher walked by and said, who are you drawing? He said, I'm drawing God. He said, Johnny, nobody knows what God looks like. And he said, they will when I get finished. <laughs> Amen. But he said, I'm going to let you see my glory, but you won't be able to see it on my face because there's not yet been a man alive that has seen my face and lived. He said, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to set you in the cleft of a rock. And I'm going to walk by you and I'm going to put my hand over your face, over your eyes. And whenever I get past you, then I will remove my hand. You shall see the back parts of me, but my face you cannot see. But that was enough for Moses. Read the verse 28. Exodus 34 and 28. And he was there with the Lord... Forty days and forty nights, and did neither eat bread nor drink water. And he wrote upon the tables of the words 
of the covenant, the Ten Commandments. And it came to pass when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tables of testimony in Moses' hand, when he came down from the mount, that Moses wist not or he did not know that the skin of his face shone while he talked with them. And when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come nigh him. And Moses called unto them, and Aaron and all the rulers of the congregation returned unto him, and Moses talked with them. And afterward, all the children of Israel came nigh, and he gave them in the commandment all that the Lord had spoken with him in Mount Sinai. And until Moses had done speaking with them, what did the Bible say he did? Put a veil on his face. But when Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he took the veil off until he came out. You know why? Because, because God's face will outshine any of ours. Amen. And he came out and spake unto the children of Israel that which was commanded. And the children of Israel saw the face of Moses, that the skin of Moses' face shone. And Moses put the veil upon his face again until he went in to speak with him. Now, whenever Moses came down, he had had an encounter with the Lord. Do you remember the last time you had a very special encounter with the Lord? And when he came down from that encounter, he was so full of God and the presence of God was on him that his face was shining and it scared the children of Israel. So whenever Moses stepped out to speak to them, to give them the words of God, he had to put a veil on. And whenever he went in to speak with God... God could have laughed and said, Moses, you can get rid of the veil. It's me. It's God. That's me on you. I recognize me. That's me on you. Take the veil off. Moses, my bad, my bad. And he takes the veil off and he talks with God. But when he goes back out to the people again, his face is still shining. And he has to put the veil back on again. You know what I say tonight? I say, oh God, show me your glory. Oh God, show me your glory. Gene, I want to see the glory of God like I've never seen it before. I've been in services to where that it looked like that the blue smoke, the Shekinah glory of God was there in such a a marvelous way that I, I felt afraid to breathe in and breathe out. It was so thick you could cut it with a knife. I love those days. And it hasn't been that long ago that I saw, but I want to see them more often. I want us to get so close to God that we cry out, Oh God, show us your glory. Show us your glory. Shekinah glory just means God's presence. Go to Acts, the fourth chapter. How many would want the Shekinah glory of God on your life and in this place? Acts 4 and 13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter... And John perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. They marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had what? Been with Jesus. In other words, they were in his presence. Now when they saw Peter and John, 
They said, oh, there goes those unlearned and ignorant men. Brother Murphy, you and I have never been to college and, we, well, at least let me say, I don't have a master's degree. You, you might have one. I don't know. But I can tell you one thing. Whenever they saw these two disciples, they said, there goes those unlearned and ignorant men. You know what they were talking about? They hadn't been to their school. Amen. They hadn't been to their, their school of theology. But let me tell you something. I had rather have somebody, come on, help me now, with a third grade education, pray for me with all the sincerity of their heart than to have someone that has gone to seminary and pray cemetery prayers over me. Come on now. Amen. I want somebody that knows God, that has been in the presence of God. Amen. Brother Murphy, we may not have all of those doctorates behind our name, but we do know how to get a hold of God in time of need. Hallelujah. There's nothing wrong with education, but don't let it go to your head. Don't let it make you think that you are more intelligent than God and that you can outshine Him. You can never outshine God. When we take time out to be with Jesus, it makes all the difference in the world. People know we've been with Jesus, and they know when we haven't. <laughs> Did you hear me? People know when we've been with Jesus, and they know when we haven't. Amen. When you haven't been with Jesus, you'll kick the cat and the dog. When you get out of my way, the cat and the dog know when you've been with Jesus too. We'll never experience the glory of Almighty God sitting for hours and hours and hours in front of the television or the internet. God will never walk over a lazy spirit to show his glory. Amen. A lot of people, unfortunately, go to the grave without really experiencing the glory of God. The reason is there is a price to be paid, and few want to pay that. Now, Brother C.T. Davidson, did he used to be an overseer here in Virginia? He did. He was my overseer in, in California. And that man had calluses upon calluses on his knees from praying calluses on his knees from praying. Brother C.T. Davidson had a prayer life. Everyone wants the glory without paying the price. Well, Jesus paid the price, and we must too. We cannot be what we consider weak-kneed Christians, amen? Let the world take notice that you have been with Jesus. Now, Acts the seventh chapter We all know the story about the first Christian martyr who saw the glory of God. Acts 7, 54. And when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart. And they gnashed on Stephen with their teeth. But he, Stephen, being full of the Holy Ghost. Did you hear me? Everybody say, filled with the Holy Ghost. Stephen, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven, and what did he see? 
the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God and said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Everywhere else in the Bible, we see Jesus seated at the right hand of the Father. But here he is standing, and I believe that it is because he was looking down at one of his, and he saw him standing there all alone, about to be back to death, stoned to death. And he looked up into heaven, Stephen did, and he was looking for that blessed hope. And Jesus said, open up the sky, open up heaven. And he looked and he saw, and Jesus said, oh, if he's standing for me, I'm going to stand for him. And he was standing there. And he looked up, Stephen, and he saw God, and he saw Jesus. And I believe it was from that moment on that he never felt another rock that hit him. I don't see him cowering down like that. I see him standing up and looking into the face of Jesus. Hallelujah. Stephen could say like the writers of old, Oh, death. Where is thy sting, O grave? Where is thy victory? When we have hardships that come along, we don't need to cower down and cover up our head, but we need to stand up and say, Lord, show me thy glory. Lord, show I'm going through a trial here, Lord. I need you to show me your glory. Amen. The sting of death does not hurt a child of God, nor does the grave have any victory. When I watched my parents die, the sting of death had nothing on them. When I stood at their graveside, that grave had no victory over them because they were in Christ. Until we look up steadfastly, we will never see (laughs) the glory of an almighty God. Look up into his face. No matter what you're going through, if you keep your eyes on him, I said if you keep your eyes on Jesus, don't look around at the hurts and the heartaches of the world. Friends, I don't have to tell you this. We are in trying times. We are in trying times. And I don't know how many hundreds of Christians have already been beheaded in 2015 by ISIS. I don't know how many, I don't know what the count is, but it's in the hundreds. Do you know that whenever they came down with that sword and with each head that went off, that person was immediately standing, looking in the face of Jesus. They were already met their maker. Death had no victory over them. The grave had no victory over them. Death had no sting. Hallelujah. No matter what you're going through, if you'll keep your eyes on Jesus. I don't know if you guys have that song, uh, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus or not, but that would be a good one. You need to look fully in his face and the pain of this world. The pain of this world will not hurt you as bad. The stones that the world throws at us will not be as noticeable 
when you see the glory of God, everything looks different. I said, when you see the glory of God, everything looks different. Lord, show me thy glory. Would you say that with me? Lord, show me thy glory. Say it one more time. Lord, I love that old song. O soul, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness you see. There's a light for a look at the Savior and life more abundant and free. So turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of this earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Throw death into life everlasting. He passed and we follow him there. Over us sin no more hath dominion for more than conquerors we are. His word will not fail you, he promised. Believe him and all will be well. Then go to a world that is dying, his perfect salvation to tell. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. There's one message I want to preach that I wanted to preach here tonight is as this world is coming to an end and many of our lives are coming to an end, we need to turn our eyes to Jesus. No matter, no matter how many ISIS come, no matter how many ISIS go, we need to turn our eyes upon Jesus. Doesn't matter if a mad man walks in, with a gun in a college in, in um, Oregon. Are you a Christian? Would you have had the guts to stand up to say, yes, I am knowing that you were going to be killed. Knowing that the next thing that you were going to see was the face of Jesus. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. None of us here want to die. I don't imagine that there is any of us here that want to die. But if it ever came down to it, saints, what would we do? I'd like to tell you tonight with all the sincerity of my heart that I would not, if, if I know my heart, I would not cower down. I would not say, no, I do not know this man. I would stand, Brother Murphy, I believe with all of my heart and say, I am uh, a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. I love him with all of my heart. Would you stand? Oh, God, show me thy glory. Show me thy glory. Hallelujah. Lord, I've, I've, been, in, I've been in some revivals but I, I, that I felt like we were going to be raptured away. I just felt like that the presence of God was so strong, and I love that. I love that. As when we come together as a corporate body and we feel that. But did you know that you can have that every day in your own life, personally? If you've gone to see that movie, it's wonderful, The War Room. You know that there's a place that you can enter into your closet that's just you and God. And you make war with the devil. Make war with the devil. Amen. Hallelujah. If you know it, sing it. Turned up some. Turned up.
your eyes upon Jesus. I want us to come. I want us to find us a place to pray. I'm sure there's every one of us have needs tonight, have folks that aren't saved that we need to talk to the Lord about. Would you come and let's find a place and just talk to him and ask him, oh Lord, show me thy glory. Show me thy glory. <laughs> 